Good afternoon, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canada Talk. I'm your morning, my host, usual, Aiden. I said, everyone, hope everybody's doing well. Arsenal take a Nottingham Forest, um, Carabao Cup semi final, and then also we discuss the North London derby. All big games in its own right. But let's go to the city ground first. Arsenal taking on Nottingham Forest. You know, it wasn't a happy hunting ground the last time we ended up there in the FA Cup. But, you know, after the, the performance against Manchester City, I kind of felt, you know, my head held high and thinking, you know, we can actually, you know, dispatch of this side and we're actually going to, um, you know, the, the Carabao Cup, you know, got good form. And I, in my head, I envisioned, you know, a decent FA Cup run with the Carabao Cup, you know, maybe to the final and a top four finish, you know, what the season it could be. But, you know, okay, football is one in 90 minutes. Yeah, and I mean, for me, like I was, you know, as much as I, I was, uh, you know, confident in the, the podcast we did the, the week before, uh, you know, when I started seeing the lineup and I saw the almost like the wholesale changes, I, I mean, I was starting to get concerned because it's easy and said and done, you know, when you have a squad put out such a shift against Man City, and then I was like, you're taking almost like a, a full. You know, roughly a full squad, you're just rotating again. And, I mean, you don't also know what sort of mindset they are in. And, look, Arteta, this is actually like the one problem I have been having with Arteta, in a way. is like, uh, you know, you, you bring these players in. But uh, when you see also the injuries that you end up clocking up, because they are not getting, like, say, a 10 minutes, say, against Man City, or a, a 20 minutes against, you know, like, when we played Villa or whatever. But, you, you know, you're giving people... Just a little bit of minutes in their legs, besides, you know, those that play, say, under 23, but, you know, throwing people into the deep end. I mean, this was also a debut, a full debut game for Charlie Patino. But, I mean, the game kicks off. And, I mean, for me, immediately, the alarm bell starts ringing as early as the fourth minute when uh, Brennan Johnson, he ends up playing the ball through to Philip uh, Zinkenagel. And, I mean, the, the player, the, the Danish, sorry, Danish player ends up getting the ball, you know, run across his body. Ends up, I think, in this control in the border spoils to Lena and I mean, early warning for Arsenal. Yeah, I know. And for me, I was a bit worried the fact that Arsenal, and what I've noticed is Arsenal this season, though, is like when they don't get into this stride in the first few minutes of the game and dominate the midfield, then it's almost like, you know, you know you're going to be in for a very tricky affair. And, you know, I'm somebody, look, when, before we do the podcast, I normally have like little points of the game in that. But I mean, for me, it. it, it you know, like, I can explain. Like, the first, the first major talking point was, like, say, fourth minute, they chance of Sinkanago. Then, almost like the next time, the, the, the like, you know, a big chance or a big moment takes place in the game is the 30th minute because the game was becoming almost like dreary and dra- drab in between. And it's like both sides struggle to hold on to the ball. Nobody was really dominating possession because every time a player was taking the ball out, it was either spilling of the boot. Um, they would either run with the ball, overrun it, or pass behind when they're trying to lay the ball off. So it was a real untidy game. And, and I mean, I was really shocked at like the, um, the quality of the game because, I mean, it was of, of real poor quality. Because, as I said, 30th minute, the next big chance, we didn't let's fly from about 20 yards. And I think the ball ends up just deflecting away. But, I mean, the goalie's not really tested. Yeah, I know. It's... Uh, I wasn't happy with the performance. I think Ketia leading the line doesn't work for us. I think it works against the likes of Sunderland. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, against, against those other guys. But the moment you put him in against a, 
a very robust team, mm. you know, who have something to play for or, or can play a yeah. game of football. They can defend. He seems to struggle. And I think our midfield pairing was just missing an experienced head because I think that the Patino and um the Conga, I think they they were were too I think inexperienced to be playing yeah. against a Nottingham Forest side who can get a bit down and dirty. You know, you needed some some experience in the middle of the park. So I think we never really got the foothold in the game. And like you said, it's it's a wonder that you know there wasn't many highlights to talk back on if you look at the first half. You know, for me, what was even most shocking is like, look, Rob Holding was already playing poor from the from the back already. You know, like his passing was all over the place. And I mean, I couldn't believe, you know, what I was seeing because it's not like he's like you know that poor or bad performance. Was all that something to 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 seep in by Ben White because he was all of a sudden misjudging things and as well, and you can see the combination of them just was not gelling or not working. But I mean that because as you said also like with the midfield that also didn't gel, didn't look like it was you know really worth anything. And up front, Nketiah was not gonna you know, really hold up the ball well because every every time that as you mentioned the robust defenders they were right on his heels every time, and he's not really a player that's gonna you know hold off two burly players behind him. So, uh, yeah, and then I mean, holding ends up then getting more advanced as we close in on half time. And then he attempts like a 25 yarder that ends up shanking so badly off his boot, it ends up hitting the corner flag. And I mean, for me, it reminded me of the, the earlier, I think it was FIFA days, or that when the commentators always bring that topic up about the shot was so bad, it ends up hitting the corner flag. The corner flag, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we're going to half time, no, no, both keepers are really tested. Uh, with, you know, chances few and far between. Then second half, Arsenal against, it's a really sluggish out of the blocks. Zinkenagel against 53rd, but yeah, he lets fly from inside the box with a superb half volley, but I mean, Leno ends up standing strong and ends up making a strong save. Yeah, I know, we we, we were uh, we were lucky, you know, we were laying a lucky start. I think we could have, Leno was actually keeping us in the game, yes. you know, he was with his, his saves and at some point, you were just asking yourself, is this Arsenal team going to wake up? Or, yeah. or you know, are we going to... We were, we, we At one point, we looked like, you know, maybe running the game into penalties would be a better idea than winning it in the 90 because we were we were just not going into clicking into gear. You know, what was just constantly playing in my head all the time watching that, that as the second half was now wearing on, it was like not only the whole setup or the balance of the team was disjointed, but it's like there was just no leaders, like nobody was leading out from the back, really. Nobody was, you know, kind of bossy. Because it wasn't like you letting, since uh, Patino and Lokonga don't really have somebody to, you know, uh, you know, put some fire under their backside. The game was like surpassing uh, uh, Patino and Lokonga was ending up just playing his own game. Yeah. So and he ended up having that. And you can actually see this thing starting to spiral and... You know, like the game is now wearing on, and I'm actually starting to get more and more concerned because you just feel, you know, that, that sort of gut feeling. I think you mentioned once in a private chat to me where you have some of a certain feeling before, or not before a game, but during a game when you just see things are not going to, you know, pan your way. And it's only like you know that that sort of gut wrenching punch is going to come or, or on the way. And I mean, like for me, where I was also really concerned, fantastic work by Saka in the 58th minute gets a. You know, beats about, I think, two players on the outside, gets a, a perfect ball in, and all Nketiah must do is just nod the ball in, almost like you're making a yes motion with your head. Yeah. And he ends up just, I don't know, we ends up glancing the ball. I don't know if the ball is him flat in the face or something, but it ends yeah. up 
skying over the ball. And he had this bewildered look afterwards, like, you know, how did that happen? And it, it's not the, I mean, he did it against Everton, like you said, as well, where the a pivotal point in the game could have made it 2 1. I mean, this makes it 1 0 to Arsenal and maybe, you know, knocks the stuffing out of Forrest. And in 62nd minute, you can see it slowly but surely Forrest. I mean, even though, as I said, it's a, a you know, a real ugly, scruffy game. But I mean, they start looking a bit more hungry and more at it. Arsenal just look more withdrawn. Garner's free kick ends up, you know, beating the wall, but I mean, Leno pulls off a world you ever save to get the wall. What a free kick. I just think, you know, when you mentioned it, I'm just think, I'm just really, really looking at it like how he gets over the wall and the thing was going, you know, yeah. straight into the top corner. Leno, you know, pulled at the top throw a save. Then the 79th minute, Saka collects the, the like a long range uh, pass. And I mean, he's, I think he ends up cutting once inside and he ends up just firing the ball across the six yard box and then substitute Lacazette. You can see he's about to pull the trigger, but I mean, the, the last man for Nottingham Forest ends up just, you know, hacking the ball away off Lacazette's foot. I mean, a fantastic defensive tackle to save Forest at that point. Yeah, I know. I think, I think Forest were, I think Arthur's were just done more to, to, to kind of put pressure on them, but we weren't doing enough. Yeah. Then, I mean, like, the moment of the match, Lokonga ends up getting the ball out from defence. And, I, I, you know, that's all like, you have this sort of nightmare replaying in your head over and over, and he does that same thing that he did against, I believe it was Liverpool in, in the earlier part of the season. Where yeah, it was Liverpool. It was against Crystal Palace. Oh, sorry, sorry. We ends up also, you know, hanging on the ball too long. He's starting, you can actually see the panic already hit him when... Forrest was like, you know, was like trying to surround him. And he ends up making like a panic pass. He ends up kicking it straight against one of the Forest players. They, of course, already on the, you know, on the run, on the break to hit Arsenal because Arsenal defenders and I think some of the midfielders were way too high up the field. We, of course, left vulnerable and open. And I think this is something you've always been talking about where we sometimes don't think of that, that aspect of the game when, you know, of when we get hit on the counter because then we always left really short at the back. The ball ends up coming, you know, down the right flank. Yates ends up coming on the overlap. Whoops in a fantastic cross. And knowing the substitute, Lewis Graben comes in and just smashes the ball in 1-0 Nottingham Forest. Yeah, no, it was well-worked goal, well-deserved. And then it's almost like that goal woke Arsenal up and then they tried to, you know, try to patch things together to try to get the equaliser. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we, I also felt uh, the... Everything was going like you know, really pear shaped. We almost like the subs were getting like kind of like the, the, the way Arteta was making the subs was like panic because you end up. I mean, like the, the last or was it four minutes of the game where he ends up bringing Colosinus to play as a right back? Yeah, no, it was so, ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, that was the end of our you know entry and exit of the FA Cup 2021 22 season. Oh, quite, quite brief. I mean, that kit as well. You know, made for uh, uh, FA Cup run, but you know, first time and last time wearing it. Yeah, I mean, it really didn't. I mean, as much as the project, as I said last week, it's a good, you know, cause. But I mean, for me, that whole gimmick of the kit was ridiculous, really. But uh, yeah, we end up moving now on to the League Cup, Carabao Cup, uh, League Cup semi final first leg at Anfield. What was your thoughts on the lineup going? 
You know, oh, what, what, what's, what's he said to, to see that Smith Rowe uh, on the team sheet, but obviously injuries all the Croin, I think, had kept him out of the FA Cup. And then it was um, not having Odegaard missing the game with COVID. And then also, also Wadi seeing Eden Kittier playing again because, you know, not that I don't like the player, I have something against him. I just don't think he's up for, you know, he's not going to win you a game at Anfield. I mean, for me, already things went, as I would say, tits up as soon as, as early as the 32nd walk, where Cedric ends up finding himself you know, close to the edge of the corner flag. And all of a sudden, you see him, you know, tweak something. And he ends up holding his side immediately. And I mean, I already, like, my son was watching with me, and I said, something is wrong with him. I mean, he's not trying to play it down, but you can see, see he pulled something right there. And I mean, uh, I think it was like, what, the fifth minute? He tried to get some treatment. They did, like, check him out. And then I think, as, what was it, 10 minutes or whatever, where they ended up then having to take him out completely of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. For, for Callum Chambers, they made this up for. Yeah, because I mean, you gotta really see he's like you know he's really in, in the trouble, so yeah. he really cope with you know how it was not playing out. But I mean, it's, it's annoying because I mean, there's another opportunity for people not to you know get the heads screwed on, right? And you know, this is something that that I've been telling people also is like you know, sometimes Arteta has that kind of scant regard for certain players. They cancel offer something, and I, I mean, I like my personal take. I mean, I don't know how your what's your take, and also our listeners, but I mean. I would always choose some like Chambers ahead of Cedric because I think he's, yeah, a, me as well. he's a more versatile player. He, he can, uh, you know, offer crosses and, and I mean, he's like a danger when he's going forward and he also knows his defensive responsibilities. And I think Cedric ends up pushing forward, but you don't have that real legs to track back. So we don't know of, you know, rather, you know, someone's like kind of jockeying forward and then going full speed back. But yeah, that's early sub, you know, of course, made for Arsenal. And I mean, for me, it was that kind of worrying that early. Yeah, I know it was. I mean, you you were thinking to yourself, oh, no, it's going to be one of those nights. You know, another tackle, bad tackle, another you know sub you have to make. So, yeah. you know, and fingers crossed that it's not too serious for him. Because, I mean, I'm all, like, it's Tommy, I saw it also with COVID. No, 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 that's still that cough problem in the end. Okay, okay. But, I, I just... it's, but, oh, it's actually like a physical thing. It's not a COVID thing. Yeah, I just hope you know, we can get him back because he's also a massive you know, boost to have him back. So, so yeah, hopefully Callum Chambers can, you know, do a job for us. Yeah, in 12 minutes, you know, a great chance where it's a hefty challenge, you know, from Gabriel on, on Milner. I think White then plays it back to Ramsdale. And I mean, Ramsdale ended up hitting the ball, I think, into Henderson. But I think even if it had gone or spilled in, I think that if we probably called it off because it was like two hands that that, that Henderson held up to charge the, you know, like a rugby sort of charge down. Yeah. But I mean, a warning sign. And something that they did, did like kind of concern me, you know, that early also, besides the, the injury thing, to see someone like Rams, that always looks, you know, you, you can't rattle him. And he actually looked early on already rattled at, at you know, the way Liverpool were. Because I mean, they were, I don't know, this is probably something that Klopp, uh, Klopp has drilled into them, but they really closed it down very quick. I mean, it was with Salah and Mane, it's even quicker if they had been playing. Yeah, I know, it, it could have been a bit ugly if they were playing, because we were looking to find our feet. But they, they weren't really playing that heavy metal football against us, and we were just, you know, the Anfield crowd was also, you know, giving it at us. It was a, it was a real tough affair, but I mean, I think we've done it well to... to 
Ele kind of matched him on the street. What was your take regarding, you know, when you see the sort of side Liverpool put out, after all that stuff with the whole false positives that came out also, where it, it, it seemed like they, they were like playing for or using uh, the whole COVID, uh, you know, uh, positive test as, as uh, almost like a get out of jail free card. Because all of a sudden you've got them at full strength on the night. And you've got yeah. us trying to patchwork a team together. So how is that fair? Yes, uh, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, they had Firmino, Jota, you know, everybody under the sun who could play unless they were in Cameroon at the moment yeah. to play. And, and I mean, we were, like you say, putting a patchwork team. No Odegaard, no Smith, no, you know, no, well, so no, okay, party obviously wouldn't have been there anyway. But I mean, those are two key players that can make an actual difference for us. Yeah. So, you know, of course, Liverpool now also getting stronger and stronger. Uh, I think uh, Saka, we, I think we end up also going on the attack. The ball, of course, breaks. And, you know, Arsenal, again, being a, like, somewhat naive, everybody's really caught high up the field. And I think it's only Ben White that's about on the halfway line as the, the Robertson ends up hitting like, something like a 60-yard crossfield pass. And, you know, now, uh, like of course you see Granit Xhaka, you know, giving chase, and of course he does not have the legs and whatever, and I mean he ends up just you know hacking uh, Jota down like with a kick to the ribs, and the ref, I mean there's no real excuse really in the ref giving straight red. Yeah, I know it was it was a very silly foul by Xhaka. I mean, I, I did to to be fair, I think his eyes wasn't really on the player for me; it was on the ball. But I mean. You know, you're tackling the last guy. I mean, what can they have to? I mean, but yeah, Jaka really, you know, he's a very difficult player to understand because on the one hand, when he's not playing, you feel that he's being missed. And on the other hand, you know, he does ridiculous things like this in, in important games. But, you know, Aiden, I mean, like one point I want to also bring up, like, you know, I've tried to now watch and reanalyze it. And I mean, of course, everybody will have a different point of view, but I mean, for me, it, it, it looks like it starts snowballing into the like this whole moment, that combination of the red card, because it's like we're pushing everybody forward, like our like fullbacks, and even Gabriel's getting like you know really adventurous, and even he pushes up way past the halfway line, which I find somewhat unnecessary at that moment. And then you've got us, of course, like in central midfield, they also pushing way higher to almost like add the you know pressure on on Liverpool, which I mean Liverpool was trying to suck you into that old trap. And the minute they start doing this, uh, that transition, when Saka, uh, I'm not Saka, when, when Robertson ends up hitting that crossfield pass, I don't know if you watch the widescreen view of that goal, uh, sorry, of that uh, moment, but Ramsdale first starts running towards the ball, then he stops, and I, mean, I don't know if it's that moment where the whole confusion starts, and then he starts fast backpedaling into his own, like, towards his own goal. So it's almost like he's left himself already, you know, in, in a sort of confusing, confusing zone, because... Ben White is still trying to cover. But I mean, my take was like, if, you know, if I was, of course, it's a hindsight, it's always 2020. But my take was if I was Xhaka at that moment, I would have actually let Jota go for that ball. You, as a, you know, look, you're not going to have extra speed, but you just, you're still going to, wow, while he has to take the ball out of the air, you still have time to get past him and almost like become like a buffer between Ramsell and Jota. 
And yeah. in that time, you, you're jockeying or holding up. That doesn't mean Ben White, I, I believe Ben White would have gotten there as a cover defender and was like doubled up with Jacques. And I think that's the sort of thing that Jacques should have like analyzed in his head of how to treat that situation. That's just like my take. No, but I think he, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's too, too rational as he wants to, you know, just dive in. I mean, that cost us big time. I mean, going down to 10 when at Anfield, that was, I mean, like you said, it would just be a bit more composed and, you know, like get between um, Ramsdale and, and, and Shotter instead of, you know, wiping him out like that. Yeah, I mean, for me, at that point, it's almost like, you know, now heart sank because, I mean, I already knew, look, we already know what always happens to you at Anfield, whether you're playing with the strongest team or you're playing with, like, a understrength team. They are always going to score goals. And I mean, that right there, and then I was already thinking, is this going to be another four-zip score, score line and whatever? And then I mean, Arsenal, of course, uh, make the substitution. Edin Kete comes on, I'm sorry, comes off. Uh, Rob Holdings comes on to almost like stabilize the defend even, defense even more. And I think right there and then, you could also sense, I mean, I don't know if it was like a, they did something, you know, where they have a routine in training, where they know. But I mean, you could actually see Arsenal will try to be compact. Of course, Liverpool were going to dominate, obviously. But, I mean, you can actually see Arsenal trying to play a wiser game. And as at minutes, like, we're starting to weigh on to the first end of the first half. I mean, I don't know how you felt, and none of the listeners felt, but, I mean, I started on, like, willing us, like, us on, even with a deficit. And I started on, like, kind of, you know, believing again that, you know, even though, like, some people probably think, oh, yeah, they're probably going to wave the white flag. But when you could see in the players, they were closing down faster. They were just trying to get that ball into uh, Liverpool's half as far as they could at times. And then, of course, you saw, I was just telling my son, I just got a feeling if we can get them in a sort of comfort zone because they're like, you know, they're getting cocky and, and, and you know, they're taking it too easy knowing they're playing against 10 men. We can maybe sneak something, who knows? And then I think the last five minutes, it was actually all Arsenal going into halftime. Aiden, you there? Yes. Yeah, no, sorry, I broke up a bit. So where did you end up hearing? Because I mean, I don't know how far I spoke. Oh, it was about the... the it was, yeah, I'm trying to get to it now. But you can just carry on from where you left off. Yeah, but I mean, we end up, you know, going to our time at... No-no, uh, but I mean, of course, you can see this was actually the time that Arteta was now also using to sort of you know, get everything in order because, I mean, it was going to probably be, you know, onslaught come the second half. Yeah, no, I think Arteta definitely got his tactics right also. Like, you know, we've seen in the past where Arteta's got it, you know, wrong. And I think there's half-time he used as well to kind of, you know, boost the troops, you know. And I think that red card, I think, was binding the squad together. And for me, Nketiah coming off was the best thing that happened as well. Nothing against him, but we seem to have played a better game once he came off. Yeah, because he actually looked even more threatening at times. But I mean, of course, yeah, as I said, it was going to be now onslaught. And I mean, 48th minute, Minamino ends up getting the ball. You know, he starts dragging uh, Chambers wider and wider, and then all of a sudden he cuts inside. And he has almost like a sort of moment that, that uh, Saka had against Chelsea. It was the last season where he ends up shanking the ball and the ball ends up floating into the net for a goal. But I mean, he ends up almost like looping Ramsdale, but I mean, the ball ends up just, you know, narrowly missing the goal. 
Yo, ah, that, that I thought was in as well. I was just yeah. watching it with my eyes and other balls going like, it was like, oh, shit, this is it. Yeah, so Liverpool, of course, they start making their changes as we're now wearing on because, I mean, you can see they're also getting kind of desperate now as the, the match wears on. Uh, then again, 67 minutes, another chance. Arsenal, of course, throwing a lot of bodies going forward. Uh, Curtis Jones ends up breaking down the left. He ends up sending it through to Minamino. And I mean, he takes a shot from a tight angle, but I mean, it's just wide. And I mean, of course, warning signs for Arsenal. But I mean, I was just telling uh, my son also, you know, what I wish we would have actually done a bit more was, it was a kind of time out text. Because look, I've you remember, I mean, in, in your black, you know, watching Arsenal in their prime, our Arsenal could actually cope with 10 men and sneak yeah. and beat you at the tail. So, so I was just telling him all the time, you know, we should actually like attack. And then, you know, it looks like it's going to take a hell of a lot of energy out of you. So you kind of sit back. Because, I mean, I don't know if you saw that one run of, was it Martin Daly? We yeah. was a fantastic run where the ball ends up, you know, getting, ends up forcing it to be uh, charged, uh, I think, getting to touch or whatever from Liverpool. But, I mean, when he's, like, standing there, you can actually see, or you can actually envisage, like, you know, how his lungs are burning, how his thighs are burning. Because, I mean, he's putting a hell of a shot as, like, the rest of that heroes on the pitch. So, I mean, it was, I mean, for me, a fantastic game, the way we were, it was only like through willpower and also that, that, that like a sort of brotherhood type of thing where yeah. they were fighting, everybody was not just fighting for each other as we're not just wearing down in this game. You can see the Liverpool fans as well, the reaction, they were like, you know, they weren't happy with it. It's not like, as, as the game was going on, you they, at, at one point, I think, probably like 80th minute, 85th minute, when the Liverpool fans were just all quiet and Arsenal fans were making a noise, actually, all the time. Did you hear that one chant of the Arsenal fans about, shall we make a chant for you, something like that? They were singing to the Liverpool fans. <laughs> or they asked, like, the other one was also, is this a library? And I don't know what they were still ragging him a few times about. But, I mean, the real big chance also in the second half, uh, you know, as like, we're now winding down the, the game, is that one chance where fantastic build-up by Arsenal with Martinelli playing in Tierney, and Tierney ends up beating a fantastic ball. Which lands, I don't know, I don't know like Saka ends up getting his feet in a wrong way or whatever, because I, I, that's just my instinct of, of watching that ball come over. Would have actually brought the ball down with my right foot and smashed it with the left. And I think he ends up trying to bring it down with his left foot, and there's only like no power in the right, really. So it ends up just rolling to Allison. Although that would have been at in one to us. Yeah, that, yeah, that was just a moment, because I think I never all half jumping out of my seat thinking this is it. We actually sneaked it there, but. But I mean, Liverpool, of course, going to a sort of desperate mode. I think they throw in at one point, what was it, 76 minutes? They throw on some like uh, three players for that yeah. last part of the game. Arsenal trying to, you know, battle through. I think Saka's race ends like in the 81st minute where I don't know if he, I mean, it just opens uh, like a cramp, but he ends up like, you know, pulling something in his stomach or he had an upset stomach. I don't know what it was. He gets substituted. Because um, I think he did try to, to, you know, battle on through it. But, I mean, I think after a few minutes, you'd rather just eat the dick and ask to be sub. But, I mean, Liverpool are, you know, all out attack. Arsenal, of course, you know, all, you know, all backs to the wall now battling Liverpool. But, I mean, it was, I mean, I don't know how your heart was keeping it out at last, like five Yeah, I know, it was doing dead. This is like the worst part of the game, you know, because you look so close to the end. And it's almost like flashbacks of City as well, but... You know, it was a well fought, like you said. You know, Menemino also blazing that, a shot yeah. over the crossbar. I was like, yeah, oh, that, please. That, oh, I mean, like uh, my other kids also sitting with watching the game. I mean, I think 
like some of us were actually just had actually a breath out to that moment where Ramsdale ends up fluffing the ball completely. Oh, yeah. Ends up coming to Mina Mina. And I mean, you look at the clock, it says 89 minutes. You've got Ben White on the line. There's no chance of Ramsdale, you know, recovering. And I think, I don't know if Mina Mina was put off between the guys coming left and right of him. And he ends up just like, letting, like you know, really leathering the ball, but into the top tier at Anfield. Yeah, that was, was amazing. I was just happy he missed that. And I was like, you know, brilliant result away from home under the circumstances. But, yeah. you know, Xhaka needs to, I don't know, if we need it. I mean, the, the, the red cards is just so costly all the time. And I mean, I don't know if, if uh, I mean, there was some rumor floating about of him having two reds in the same season uh, adds up to a fourth, so, uh, a four, like a four game ban plus, like, you know, like he's three that he got plus one. Four, four. So it's like a four game, four games you will sit out. I think I'm not 100 sure, and I'll just double check on it still at some point. But I mean, for me, it's like you lose that that player was supposed to be one of the leaders of the you know of the squad. The like what the five captains. The yeah, and I mean, would you throw in the middle of the park now? I mean, we take on Spurs next, but I mean, is he banned for the Spurs game as well now? Or is just... Everything was related to the English, uh, you know. Ah oh, man, that's that's crazy. I mean. So so it's so now would we play the middle of the park? I mean you can't play Lakonga in the middle. No look, my thing is uh look if we can get our so fit. And I mean this now leads us now of course into the, the Tottenham game now. Uh I would even use Robert not Robin, sorry. Chambers. Uh, Chambers. I would use Chambers because if any of you guys remember, also he used to play at at Fulham also when he was uh, a couple of years loan at uh, them. He used to play like a holding midfielder for them as well in emergencies. I mean, he used, he used to play uh, like centre back for them and right back when needed. And also when called upon, he can play holding mid because then you can let somebody like 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 Lokonga express himself and play because I just don't know if Patino would get lost in a game like this. No, I, mean, I definitely wouldn't trust him. I would not trust yeah. him. I know he's a talent, but I don't think a North London derby spent licking their wounds. You know, if Arsenal can at least eke out the draw or, or you know, obviously push for a win, but I mean, we, we're down to bare bones again as players. But I mean, if we can eke out, you know, a point or three points, I don't think it's, it's going to be a very, it's going to be a wily affair. It's, tackles are going to be flying in. It's going to be intense, I think. Well, the stage could also be set for, say, somebody like like Smith Rowe if he now passes, uh, if he gets a, a clean bill of health from the Arsenal medical staff. Because it also depends, like, you also want your players to also get, uh, you know, a good few sessions under the belt before, you know, risking them in a, in a North London derby. But, I mean, I just think to myself, I just wonder if Arsenal took that risk of, you know, fully resting somebody like Tommy Yasso and Smith Rowe that they had, uh, you know, muscular injuries. And you know, let's see that they fully fit for the North London derby. Yeah, let's hope so. At least there's no sun, you know, who seems to always get under our skin. But I think, you know, Harry Kane, I don't know if his support crew will be enough to, to take us on. But I think if we, we more of a team than Spurs aren't at the moment. I mean, there was a time where Spurs had more of a team chemistry than we do. But I think we've surpassed them now with team chemistry. I'm not saying we're going to beat them. Yeah. I'm saying Arsenal had that more that togetherness now. Harry Kane doesn't want to be there. It's almost like he's just trying to see the season out and, you know, going to have to find where we can go to the biggest better or, you know, even take a, 
take take a club that is somewhat competing into winning league title because I mean the guy is a top striker but there's no trophies to his name. I mean, I, I just think what's going to also be a big, big factor and a big, big loss for some like some uh, team like Tottenham, a son not being there because I think he's yeah. also like that sort of linchpin that makes everything going. Because look, somebody that, that I find also a fantastic player for them as much as I can't stand them. But is that Lucas Moura? Because I mean, yeah. you know, he's gonna, you know, try even if if he leaves, you know, something like Harry Kane in the dust, he, he's gonna try his heart out for that team and that. So I just think look, that's the biggest danger. But I do think part of the the problem is also not having Son there. So you know, it, it should make it a bit. I mean, not so easier, but I mean, it gives us almost like a, a more of a chance to almost like uh, almost like smother somebody like Harry Kane or smother somebody yeah. like Moura because you know. You know, they don't have that outlet. And I mean, bird finders are not fit. So they also have like a few injuries also. And I mean, they didn't look that sharp also against uh, Chelsea. Yeah, no, they, they suffered quite badly. But I think we also do a win away from home against Spurs. I mean, remember the last time we beat them um, in the Premier League at at their home ground? Was it, what, 2014? Or is it a time that I missed? I mean, I... I mean, the thing that just shows that I have on my phone is like the last three meetings between the two teams, not really, you know, going that far back. But yeah, let's see, maybe we can, we can pull something out of that. Yeah. So, uh, you have anything to say or else to add before we round off the podcast? No, it's just the, 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 you know, the signings now, you know. That um, it's Arthur Mello that could be a a guy that's it's coming to us. I don't know if I pronounce his name right, but uh, yeah, is that going to be done? Arthur Mello. Yeah, but I mean, I, look, he's really had a rough period at uh, Juventus, and I think also that latter part of his Barca career is you know was you know really iffy. But I mean, he he was a you know a real good player when I think his, his first season. I'm just gonna send you a clip later on. We chose his first season at Barca, and I mean, he's if I can describe him to fans also as like or listeners, it's like he's an old school box to box player that you remember, like you know uh, when you just started getting into football and you hear about the you know that number that six as they call it in Germany, and, and, and he's that type of player because when you look at him, he's Busy nipping the ball off people's feet, and then when you look again at him, he's there either as an extra man to tap the ball into the net or he's in the middle of the park picking up people. So, but I mean, I just hope he can get that sort of form back, or maybe you know, we can help him on you know, getting his career also back on track again. Because, as I said, he's somebody that just played like seven games for Juventus this season, and I think he's also now to their discussions this morning or last night already with Allegri regarding you know. Because look, he is interested in this this uh, loan move. Okay, now, but yeah, let's hope it. You know, it will add numbers to the to the team, and hopefully, yeah. you know, onwards and upwards from here. Yeah, same. Yeah, so guys, stay safe, enjoy the match of the weekend. Let's hope it goes our way. Take care. Bye. Cheers, guys.